Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilford, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. Last week, I talked about being overstimulated as a mom and some of the tools that I use that I also use for my seven-year-old, but I wanted to focus this episode a little bit more on the kiddo side of things. I have a seven-year-old who gets very overstimulated. She has high emotions, some sensory sensitivities. And so we have been doing OT since June with her. Uh, And I wanted to focus on that because I've been talking more about it recently. She had her ballet recital this month and It was a lot of emotions for her, big and small, scary and exciting, and what we did to work through it. And so anyway, I've been talking a lot more about it on Instagram, and I've had a handful of you reach out to me and just tell me that you have a high emotion kid or ask for advice on how to help a high emotion kid. And so I wanted to focus this episode more on those kiddos and how I as a mom help them, her, (laughs) in that situation. And so I'm really going to be focusing on the tools I use with my seven-year-old. Parenting is different for every kid. I parent all three of my kids a little bit differently because they all have different needs. And I know that what I'm about to share may or may not work for you and your kiddo because I don't know your kiddo. And she, he might be at a different age than my kid, different emotions, etc. But hopefully some of these tools that we have learned this year can help you. So a little bit of a backstory, if you don't know, this past spring was one of the hardest seasons we went through as Carmen started to really hate all of her clothes. She's always had big emotions. She's always had a little bit of a sensory thing, but it was like in the spring, it spiked and everything was miserable. And every morning we had crying and she would be yelling at me that things were uncomfortable and I didn't know how to help her. So I would be in tears and it was it was just a really hard season. And I even get teary-eyed thinking about it because it just, it sucks as a mom to not be able to help your kid or not know how to help your kid. And I just remember feeling so helpless And I started by talking to her teacher and like seeing how she was at school and oh my goodness, so funny. As I'm, as I just said that, her old teacher just texted me. How funny is that? Such a God moment. Anyway, I I talked to her about what was going on and just kind of asked for some of her input and I cried to her and she reminded me what a good mom I am. And so having that support when you have big emotion kiddos, when you have neurodiverse kids is so important. I cannot tell you that enough. It's important in general, like motherhood is hard enough. And there's something about having a neurodiverse kid or just being in a situation where 
you don't know how to help your kid. That makes you feel so alone and helpless and, and it's not fun. Okay, crying over. Then I got in touch with our doctor and got a referral to get an OT eval done and just prayed so hard for help because I was just lost. And thankfully she qualified for OT, our insurance accepted it, and I just wanna give a shout out to you mamas who fight for your kids because it is not an easy process and sometimes it feels like it is the slowest process. But keep fighting. Anyway, she started OT in June and slowly but surely it has been an incredible tool for us. There are a lot of little moments for us that feel like such big wins. And some of those tools that she has learned at OT that I have been able to talk to her OT about, then she gives me you know, some tips to use at home. All of those things have been so helpful for both of us. There have been moments where Carmen has been able to calm herself down. Not all the time. I would say the majority of the time she, she still needs help. But uh, for example, a couple weeks ago, we had a really hard morning. She was yelling at me about a lot of things and it was mostly clothes related. And then for her, she'll get stuck in that focus of, I don't wanna wear these pants or I'm overwhelmed by what snack to pick. Like there are different things and you just never know. You just never know what the trigger will be. And so sometimes you feel like you're walking on pins and needles, especially when she's in a bad mood or whatever. And I get it, we all can get like that. But uh, it was it, there were a lot of tears that morning from her. I have been doing my best to use the tools that I have learned to keep myself calm and not yelling back at her and be making it a fight because it's not worth it <laughs> and it's never a great ending. If I can stay calm and talk to her about things and help her calm down, and then we can typically move forward. So here are some of the tools that I use. Uh, breathing, again, huge. It's a big deal. If I notice her getting in the yellow zone, I let her know, I see you're in the yellow zone right now. Can we take some deep breaths together? She doesn't always participate. I will tell you that. She sometimes is like, I don't care what you want me to do. I'm pissed. And she just continues on in her pissed off attitude. Sometimes it works. And so you give it a try and you hope for the best. I have found that breathing with her has been much more successful than telling her to take deep breaths. When And then when we do it together, I mean, it's a benefit to both of us. And also, let me just tell you, when you take deep breaths, when you're overstimulated or your kiddo is, a lot of times you take that deep breath in your chest and shoulders move up and down, but your belly should be moving out and in. Like the breath should be so deep that it comes from your diaphragm, your belly area. <sighs> And you do that three times, okay? So breathing, big deal. Uh, we got her a weighted stuffed animal, and this is part of her sensory thing. There's weighted blankets. There's tons of different weighted things out there now. And I even saw them at Target the other day, and I was like, yes, brilliant. Like, I ordered ours off Amazon. And I got her this puppy that she can wrap around her neck, 
And most of the time when she uses that, it's when she's in the blue zone, when she's sad, upset about something, missing somebody. She'll go in her room and and grab that and use that. But I will also help her find that and use it when she's in the red zone and mad about something, if, if that works in the moment. And so, you know, what that does is just kind of puts that pressure on them. If you've ever used a weighted blanket or anything, it's just a calming, it provides a calming sense. So a, a weighted something. And again, you know, like you're not going to want your two-year-old to have a weighted blanket in her bed because I think they're for like five or six-year-olds plus. And so, again, this depends on your kids' age. But a weighted stuffy they could use. Um, the distraction of... The five, four, three, two, one with your senses. Tell me five things that you see. Tell me four things that you can touch. Tell me three things that you hear. Tell me two things that you can smell and one thing you can taste. And by the time that I get to that, the last one, we're usually laughing about some of the things that she does. And I'll kind of be silly about it. Like the other day when we used it, she was looking around and in a crabby, like, I see this and this. And then I like got right in her face and made a silly face. And she was like, it made her giggle. And she was like, I see mommy. And like, again, you have to be able to to be in that place (laughs) to kind of make it a silly game. But typically by the time we're done, we are either smiling or we're just back in the yellow zone. Letting her know that I see that she's frustrated. So acknowledging those feelings. When she gets mad and frustrated, and I mean, like, the older she gets, the more, like, straight. It's not even, like, mad or angry. She is pissed off sometimes. And when she gets to that level, she can be harmful. And she will hit people around her. She will kick walls and and hit the walls and stuff. And, like, I get it. I get it. Anger sucks. And like sometimes you do just want to punch something, you know? And so like letting her know it is okay to be angry and you can go upstairs and punch your pillow or you can punch your bed or you can go upstairs and scream and let it all out, but you can't hurt us. And for her, when she gets in that zone, uh, sometimes she needs separation from us and we need separation from her in order for her to be able to calm down and get that aggression out without hurting us. Sometimes I'll go with her so she knows she doesn't have to be in those feelings alone and that like that's it's hard. I still debate this like I want her to know that she can have those feelings and they're okay and that she's not abandoned <laughs> by us because of those feelings but at the same time I need to keep myself and and us safe and her safe. And so uh, the safest space for her in that case is her bedroom to be able to have those calming times by herself. Or sometimes I'll go in there with her. So you just have to decide what's best. Again, I'm not not a professional. I'm just a mom who deals with this on the daily and giving you the tips that I have learned. So uh, what else do we do? Sometimes your kiddo might need you to just hold them really tight. Like I can tell sometimes, even if she's frustrating me with her big emotions, sometimes I can tell she just needs a really big hug from me and a snuggle. And so you just kind of have to pick up on those cues, but it's just something that I've learned that 
she's not so far into the anger zone <laughs> that I can't be by her. And so I'll just sometimes tell her, do you need a, do you need a hug? And most of the time she does. And she'll come to me crying and it does normally lead to her crying more and talking to me about it, but that's a good opportunity for her to, and me to breathe together. And then we can have a conversation about it. And most of the time that helps too. I think those are the main things that we use that I can think of in the moment. If you didn't know, I just record my podcast on a whim. I don't have notes. I used to way back when I started, but I just, I just talk casual conversation. Here we are. And so those are the ones that come to me off the top of my head and thinking about like recently what I've used. But again, I don't know, you know, if these tools don't help and you need additional help, reach out to your doctor, your child's teacher, see what kind of tools are available via the school or if you need an OT referral. I'll also say that I found some other things out with her OT eval that it's not just like the big emotions in the sensory thing. She, because her brain works so hard on some of these other things, she's not quite up to par as far as things like her balance goes. And so it was an interesting eval to learn all of that. And so they also work on that kind of thing at OT with her. But it has, uh, it has been a game changer for us. Like she has come a really long way in the past six months. I think we all have with being able to help her and even her sisters have been able to help her a little bit better and my husband and uh, it's a journey though. And uh, I don't think it will be, I think this will be a marathon, you know, and I'm with her in that I have really big emotions, even, you know, happy, sad, all of it. I had told her about this, a really sad situation about something. And I mean, she just started crying. Like she just is such a feeler. And I totally understand that. Um, And it's a gift to be able to feel so hard. And so I remind her of that too, that your emotions are such a gift. And obviously like some of those big emotions that we want to help her get over those, this is too hard for me, or I can't do it. Or, you know, she's stuck in the moment of her socks are uncomfortable. And And obviously that's part of why we're in OT and getting these additional tools to be able to help her long-term help herself as well as us being able to help her in the now. It has been, it has been totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. I just thought of one more thing with her big emotions. She gets stuck in this mode of it's too hard. I can't do it sometimes a lot with ballet, uh, sometimes with school concepts, it's too hard. I can't do it. And it could be something as simple as like, I can't get my zipper zipped and I'm going to lose my mind. Positive reinforcement is a really big deal. Even her OT has been working a lot with her on that, especially leading up to her ballet recital this, this past couple weeks ago, talking her through, I am brave. I am capable. I can do this. Today is going to be a good day. So I've been writing those things on her mirror, leaving her post-it notes. She's been doing it on her own even. Mommy, I was nervous tonight going into ballet, but I kept telling myself, I am brave. I am brave. So that positive reinforcement, I mean, let's be real. We all need that positive reinforcement sometimes to remind us that we can do it. But using that with your kids, if they need that, 
no matter how big or little they are, that positive reinforcement just, it never needs to end. And so that's just been another tool that has been helpful for us. So again, I always want to hear from you. If you have tools that are working for you and your kiddo that has any sort of neurodivergence, I mean, it could be something I didn't even talk about today as far as what what they have going on. If you have a tool that helps you, I would love to hear about it because I know that you and I aren't the only ones, that there are so many moms out there who feel like they're alone on this journey of having these these kiddos that we're trying to raise that we don't know how to. <laughs> okay, let's be real. That's all of us. But having kiddos who have some additional needs and we don't want to be feeling like we're the only ones. And it's great that there are so many more tools now than like when I was a kid, for instance. Anyway, reach out and let me know if you have anything. Or if this episode hit home for you, please share it because you might know somebody who this could be really helpful for. So just know that you're not alone, Mama. You're doing a really good job, and I hope and pray that these tools can be helpful for you and your kiddo. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.